Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy Thursday, which is the day that this is coming out, but whatever day it is, happy day to you. A quick reintroduction for those who might be new. My name's Lizzie Langston, and I am a mom of three kids, and I'm a certified life coach. I'm a songwriter. I don't always tell you guys that I'm a songwriter, but I do write music, like just like unicorns are said to poop rainbow. I write music when I am feeling big emotions. That's just what happens is I often write songs, poems, and I'm a writer and writer of songs and all sorts of things. And actually stay tuned to the end because I will be sharing a poem that I wrote that's relevant to um, things I've learned while living here in Costa Rica. And so you won't want to miss that. I'm getting a little vulnerable guys, but I like to do that sometimes. So if you don't know, actually though, side note, I do have an album on iTunes. I would love it if you went and listened and just, why not? Connected with me in that way too. I make music. So it's, um, it's just Lizzie Langston, L-I-Z-Z-I-E. And, um, you can just search me on Spotify, Apple music, Amazon music. And, um, yeah, it's a self-titled EP. It was, I think five tracks. And then I have a couple singles. I also have a beautiful Christmas song that's not on um, those platforms that I probably should get on it. I have a YouTube page (laughs) that has some old music videos that you can go check out. And I actually have a video on my YouTube page. This is so random, but this is fun to share. That's um, people have found, and I've been getting messages every now and then about, this was before I found coaching and I was just like regular old mom gone through postpartum depression. And my friend asked me to make a video talking about my experience with antidepressants And I did. And so you can hear about my experience getting on antidepressants and side effects and what that was really like in my body um, on my YouTube channel, which I think is also just Lizzie Langston. So have fun with that. (laughs) Welcome to me. Welcome to my family, my business, my passions and hobbies. You get it all on the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about 10 lessons. I'm going to tell you 10 lessons I've learned both from Costa Rica and its people and its culture and things I've learned while living here that I feel like living here has helped me to learn. So we're going to get into that in just a minute, but before I dig in and you guys, I'm so excited. I love bringing you stuff. That's not always just anxiety and depression. I love sharing in all the ways. Um, as always, I'm going to read a review as, as actually not as always, as sometimes I do. (laughs) I'm going to read a new review on the podcast. So this one comes from Jackie Borg is her screen name. Uh, She left it this month. It's a five-star review. She said, 
Real Help for Postpartum. That's what it's titled. She said, Lizzie has a gift that she is so freely sharing. She knows and understands the ins and outs of postpartum depression and anxiety. She has lived it and overcome it. Her podcast shares real ways that you can heal, that's in all caps, heal from anxiety and depression. This podcast has taught me a lot and I love the topic she, topics she talks about. Thank you, Jackie. I am so grateful for that review. I have one other new review that I will read in another episode soon. And I want to just ask you guys, if you love this podcast, I would just so appreciate if you left a review. It helps share it with the world. The more reviews I have, the higher I rank in searches and the more women can find this when they Google postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, when they're in their crucible, like some of you guys might be right now, share the love, leave me a review. You can tap stars, but I would prefer the best thing you could do is leave a written review. It's super easy. You just scroll down to the bottom of all the episodes where all the reviews are and you click write a review. So I hope you would take a second to do that. I'm so grateful. And let's dive into the 10 lessons I've learned since living in Costa Rica. I'm so pumped to share these. So these are going to be a mix of kind of more serious heart-centered ones and just more fun cultural ones. So the first thing I noticed when we got here, so by the way, we've been living in Costa Rica for seven months for those who didn't know, almost eight months. And we're going to be heading back to the States here soon. And so I thought it'd be fun to wrap up all of our time in this little episode. I mean, there's no way I could wrap it all up in one episode, but I will do my best to give you some ideas of what it's really been like here and give you a little taste of the things you can kind of take away when you live abroad in Costa Rica or anywhere. So I hope this inspires you and um, is enlightening. So the first one is slow life. I When I first got here... I remember being so confused. Like, why isn't she hurrying to put all my groceries in the bag? Why isn't she hurrying to get my ice cream? Like, why Why are they taking their time? At first, I thought it was rude. And I was like, does she just not like me or something? Did I, did I say something to offend these people? And then I would sit there and I'd be all fidgety like an American in line. Just, you know, we hate lines and we're always like hurrying and blah, 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 blah. And... I realized she was like that for everyone. Like, and then I realized they're all like that for everyone. (laughs) They don't rush really. I mean, even if the lines are long, the Costa Ricans, because there's other people that live here and, and there's rush there, but in general, Costa Ricans don't rush. And when they say pura vida, so pura vida means pure life. It's the thing they say here, like, you know, it's just like a phrase that they say all the time. They'll be like, hola, pura vida. Kind of like in Hawaii, if they were to say like, aloha, hello. Like here in Costa Rica, it's like, hola, pura vida. Like they say it a lot. And um, it, pure life, they're always saying that. And it's just, yeah, they don't they don't rush. They really do the pure life. They take it seriously. In fact, there is a blue zone, the Nicoya Peninsula, which is actually not too far from where we're living here. We're near Tamarindo. Um, on the east northeast coast of Costa Rica. But the Nicoya Peninsula is one of the, I want to say 10 blue zones of the world. Maybe there's more than 10. Um, but blue zone means that people live longer and are healthier. Um, there are a lot of people that live past 100 in to a significant extent. 
right? So another one of those places is Sardinia, Italy. And so there's, there's like, I think 10 places in the world that they've noticed, um, this happens. And so they'll study their diet and they'll study their culture to better understand what, what makes for a healthy life and a long life. And so anyway, I think part of it is like, they just don't rush. I think rush rushing is kind of like one of those things that builds up over time and really contributes to heightened levels of cortisol. It makes it easier to be an anxious person. It makes it more normalized to just be in a heightened state of cortisol. And that creates chronic illness. You guys that creates autoimmune diseases that creates anxiety and depression. And so I want to just challenge you today, reevaluate. Is there really a rush? That's definitely what the Costa Ricans have made me reevaluate. I remember just fidgeting there in line and being so like bugged. And then I was like, what is the rush? What, why am I bothered that this is taking 15 minutes instead of two or five? Like, where do I even need to be? What? I mean, it's okay. And even if I showed up at, cause one of the times I was waiting in line to go, um, pick up my kids while well, I was getting ice cream with my daughter. And then we were going to go pick up her brothers from school. And it's like, even then being a little bit late to pick up or being a little bit late to school, all of it is just, we've really, um, stopped trying to like be so obsessed with getting there on time and, and making it mean things when you're not on time. And it's so much less, I don't know, mind centered and robotic or like hustly and so much more body leaning into your body and just like going with it. So it's been really nice. Slow life rushes created. We create that and you can uncreate it. Okay. The next thing that Costa Ricans maybe not as much have taught me to do, but have inspired me to do is to love the land and to love the earth. This people for generations, they have loved the land. They've treated it like, and it it was an extension of their body. And only in the last 40 to 50 years, has the world basically discovered Costa Rica and we've had lots of different cultures and expats coming here and settling here and living here and creating so much traffic and trash and all that. And poor little Costa Rica, they're figuring out how to do that. I mean, I shouldn't say poor little, first of all, they're, they're not that little. And second of all, they're doing great. I really think they're doing great, but I think that there's been some challenges. The, the, tourism industry has blossomed, but that has had some kickbacks on the negative. And anyway, I've just seen a really big effort from them to reduce plastic. They have billboards that the government puts out that are encouraging people to use glass instead of plastic and definitely make sure you're disposing of plastic properly and not letting it getting, getting into the oceans and stuff. And then also, um, the water, they actually, will go around to houses and let you know if your water bill is kind of above average. And they'll just kind of let you know that they'll offer to come for free and see if there's a leak. They want, they care about how much water's being used, not just because of the money, but just because of the earth's resources. And that's been really, really beautiful to behold. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Okay, the next one is food is a ceremony. And this is something I feel like I I learned on my own. I attended a plant medicine retreat in Sedona, Arizona. And at this retreat, there was, and this is after I had moved to Costa Rica. I went back to the States to um, do plant medicine with trusted friends and fellow healers. And there was a woman there who was this vegan chef. And I am now currently studying Reiki with this woman. She's amazing. Maybe one day I'll bring her onto the podcast. And this is something she taught me. She comes from this bloodline of Italians and just really passionate about cooking. And yet she's the first vegan in her family, but she's taken that passion and knowledge of food and home cooked everything and then combined it with her natural living and, and just oh, all of it. So great. And she taught me that food is a ceremony. And when she said that it changed my life, I'm not kidding. Every now and then I still find myself eating fast, but I crave so much space and quiet when I eat. And in my family, my kids know that when we're eating, it's quiet, hushed voices if we're talking and silence is encouraged, especially at the beginning. So we don't force a lot of question asking and conversation, even though that that's a beautiful part of gathering to eat together the food itself and your connection with the earth in the way of partaking of this food that the earth gives you. It's a ceremony. And this is something you don't have to live in Costa Rica or be a hippy dippy to really experience this. You can experience food as a ceremony. And in fact, I want to extend on this point I have here in my notes to also talk about how living life ceremoniously, this is one thing that has been part of my spiritual awakening that began before moving to Costa Rica, but I think set the context for a desire to be in this country and with this people and in this land is the spiritual awakening. And one part of it was living life ceremoniously. I realized, I feel like the Lord taught me that everything could be an ordinance. Every moment can feel like you're at church And, um, when we partake of an ordinance at church, like the sacrament, or when we go to the temple, those can be sacred moments, but so can breakfast and lunch and dinner. And it just, when we do that, we really connect with mother earth and that connects us with ourselves. And that literally heals us. It's the magic of healing is this self-connection that kind of comes with also connecting with the earth and with God, all of it. So food is a ceremony. Try that out and see how it changes the way that you eat. See how it changes. I mean, they've even done studies that show that when you're in a state of fight or flight and you're eating in a hurry, especially even if you're eating standing up, that it matters. These things matter. Eating standing up is not the same as eating sitting down. And chewing fast and swallowing and getting through a meal as we do it so much in America is not the same 
as creating mealtime like an event. I remember I was living in Germany um, for a few months before going back to college. This was in between semesters of school. And my parents were working for our church in um, Frankfurt, Germany. So I had a bedroom in their home and Germany was home for like four and a half years when I wasn't in school and college. And um, this French family, we were in an international ward at church. And so there were people from all over and this French family invited us to dinner. And my mom had kind of told me like, just so you know, French dinners are a lot longer than ours are. So just be prepared for that. No kidding you. It was like at least three hours and they prepared at least three courses, maybe four. I don't remember. And this is standard in so many other countries, but not ours. <laughs> and it's it's standard in gourmet restaurants possibly, but this is something we've gotten away from. And there are things I love about America. Don't get me wrong. I am not bashing my own country. I think it's amazing. And it's so great to see and take the good from other cultures as well. Okay. The fourth thing that I've really, really learned is that maybe the middle of the road is a great place to rest? Question mark. <laughs> we have noticed that the dogs here love to lay in the middle of the dirt road, and they know that cars come down there regularly. And we have our philosophies. Like, we don't get it because there's more shade on the side of the road, and yet they'll stay in the middle of the road. I don't know if in the evening the ground is cooler there than in often the the crevices on the sides of the road or under a tree in somebody's yard. Or one thing we've thought of is maybe there's less bugs in the middle of the road. Like maybe, yes, there's nice grass and uh, it might be shaded, but there might be bothersome bugs. Sometimes the grass isn't that nice during the dry season. Sometimes it's kind of crunchy and scratchy. So anyway, we don't know why, but apparently we have learned that the middle of the road could be to a Costa Rican dog a great place to rest. <laughs> um, the fifth thing I want to share is always say good morning. This is something really pretty about Costa Rican culture. And I'm sure Costa Rica is not the only culture to do this, but they always say good morning, even if they're texting you. Um, not just good morning, good afternoon or hello, how are you? They, what do they call that? In Spanish, it's saludar. Um, by the way, I speak Spanish. I served for 18 months. I lived in Santiago, Chile as part of my LD, my, my mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I was teaching people about Jesus and families and it was amazing. So it's so cool though, because I, I actually speak fluent Spanish and it's gotten so much better. My accent and vocabulary has expanded so much since living here for seven months. I'm so grateful for that. Um, before we came here, I always tried to, after my mission, I always tried to at least pray and say my private personal prayers in Spanish. And that helped me keep it up a lot when I was like full-time stay-at-home mom with the kids. Sometimes I would read my scriptures in Spanish for like a good while I, I did that, but eventually I really wanted my English scriptures. But anyway, I digress. So um, they always say good morning. There's a guy that we, we rent a home here and the homeowners of this house, they have a man come in and take care of the yard and the pool. He comes three times a week. It's amazing. We don't have to do any of that. And he's so friendly and he always says good morning. So even if he's been there for 20 minutes or an hour and I finally come outside, even if I'm just going outside to like set down a trash bag or, you know, throw a pair of shoes out there, he will look at me and wave his hand and say, buenos dias. Like, hola, buenos dias. Like he always says it. He never like 
you know, in the States or in a lot like UK as well, there's just a lot of like, you know, I'm here. I know you're here. Let's not say hello to each other. It's kind of awkward. We don't know each other that well. They always just make the eye contact and say hello. Even when you're walking on the streets, it's pretty rare for someone to like not look at you and at least say hola. Like they just do. And that's sort of this lost art. I remember, I don't know, maybe a decade ago or a little bit less, just really noticing that people had stopped saying hello. Same thing with on the phone. They've stopped saying hello and goodbye. A lot of times people just hang up when they're like, all right, sounds good. And then they just click. They don't say like, bye. And I don't know what it is, but I really, really love that little ritual of eye contact and hello, eye contact and goodbye. It's delicious to me. I don't know. It feels ceremonial. It feels like it's wrapping conversation in a respect and in a protection and um, just making it more cherished. And gosh, I love it. So yeah, that's been something I've really, really loved here in Costa Rica as well. Okay. The sixth thing I want to say is one thing, this kind of goes along with food as a ceremony, but the earth is our mother. I don't know how to explain this one other than Moana. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to use Moana for a minute, the movie. Hopefully you've seen it. If you have little kids, I'm guessing you have. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. I really love this movie. And, um, so there's Tafiti, which is basically mother earth in the movie. She is, she looks like just an Island, but then she can awaken and she gives life to the whole world. And, um, I've just been thinking so much living in Costa Rica about earth being our mother. And this is something that when I was receiving, um, plant medicine at this retreat that I went to, and I've been to a couple of those retreats, this is something that I feel like the medicine taught me and showed me is that the earth is our mother and the earth is sacred. And I want so much to protect her more than I ever have. Living in Costa Rica has amplified that. And, um, it's true. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It it really is that way to me. And, um, I just, I want to put that out there because honestly, we're living in a time where for generations, we haven't been living that way, that earth is our mother. Well, I should say we as in, gosh, I don't want to undercredit. There have been amazing cultures and countries that really have lived that way. Our culture is not one of them. In fact, I was watching this, um, this, I don't know, Kirschdot. There's like this YouTube channel and it's talk, it was talking about, um, global warming, but it wasn't typically, there's just a lot of what is it? Pathos ethos. I don't know where there's just a lot of feelings and they kind of like guilt you into caring about global warming. This one was really just more logic. And it was like, let's look at which countries have produced, which percentage of, um, pollution or something and all these different measurements that contribute to global warming. And, um, it's kind of changed and different countries lead during different periods of history. When you look back, but overall the U S is for sure. Number one overall, and just really like sitting with that (laughs) has been oof. Like it makes me think, okay, well then I want to be the country that also does the most reparative restorative work to our earth. So I don't know. I want you to like pray about it. I want you to just ask heavenly father or, or your higher power to teach you about the earth. Like, I'm going to just invite you to do that. If you want to, if you feel called to that, 
um, I want you to play with this idea that maybe the spirit of our spiritual mother is somehow in the earth. I know the scriptures, the Bible talks about the earth has her or she will receive her destiny. Maybe it's not the Bible. I don't know. It could be a different scripture, but um, yeah, the earth is explained as feminine. And if you read the creation and you, if you believe in a feminine divine, right? Heavenly mother is something that the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, of which I'm a member, this is part of our doctrine that we actually have a heavenly mother and a heavenly father. And, and, um, our families are patterned after our heavenly family kind of a thing. And so anyway, like just play with it. I'm just going to leave it there and just wanted you to know that I truly believe and have learned for myself. And I experience life in the way that the earth is our mother. And when I, when I believe it that way, like I see, I see food as we are nursing her and she nurses us. And that literally has changed my life. It has changed my body. I eat differently. I experience eating differently. I feel so much more connected the other day. (laughs) This is kind of funny, but so we've been homeschooling a little bit here towards the end of our time living here. They were in school a little more and then I've pulled them out and they're just doing school part-time, this little alternative school. And it's been awesome to be able to be flexible like that, but it's also been challenging to be around the kids that much. And I'm still figuring out what I want that balance to look like. But there was a moment where one of my kids was just having such a hard time self-regulating and could not stop saying the same things over and over and asking for the same things over and over, even though I had addressed and answered the questions that this child was asking. And so what I did is I took a time out and I went and I laid on the earth. I laid on the warm tile. It was kind of late morning, so it wasn't hot, but it was just nice and warm. And this, it's like this white limestone, maybe tile that's around our pool in the backyard. And I felt, and I, at first I was laying on a yoga mat on top of the tile, but I soon realized I needed to move that yoga mat and be on the earth. And I had a little conversation with the earth. And I realized like, just like a child runs and runs into her mother's arms when she is upset and her mother comforts her, I literally will prostrate myself onto the earth and be comforted. And then I'll get back up after I've rooted down and been grounded and I will go back to mothering my children. So you can really expand and relish and make this your own, that the earth is your mother. I'll tell you one more memory I have. I remember before I really got into any of um, coaching, plant medicine, energy work, any of these healing modalities, before I really felt spiritually awake, um, I was in the crux of my own postpartum depression and anxiety. And I remember like all on my own, naturally, I just, I felt so lonely. You guys, my husband was working or he, he was, no, he wasn't working at this time. He was a full-time student and he was in his senior year of his mechanical engineering degree, which is a five-year degree. It had been a long road and I had two kids. One of them we're pretty sure has like ADD or something. And then the other, you know, he's just busy, 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 busy. We love him so much. And the other one is, um, a new baby was a new baby at this time. And, um, he was gone so much. I hardly saw him And yeah, I was, here I was, I was so just sick. I was depressive and lonely as could be. And I went outside under the stars and I just remember like feeling the grass and touching the grass and looking at the trees and being like, these are my only friends. These are my friends. 
And I, like the the non judgmentalness and the nurturingness of Mother of Earth is so real, so real. So play with that. And let's go to the eighth thing. Number eight, the eighth thing I learned. I think I got my numbers right. I'm kind of going out of order from my notes. So if I messed up the numbers, now you know why. <laughs> it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. The eighth thing that I want to share with you is um, envelop your words with love. (sighs) The Costa Ricans say the most beautiful things to each other, you guys. They, like on the day-to-day, they call each other mi amor, mi reina, princesa. They call each other my love. And it's not in like that creepy, you know how, I don't want to bag on Italy, but sometimes... In Italy, it's like, bella, like they'll say it, but they're kind of being like flirty. Um, And I'm sure that there's some of that here too. But what I've witnessed is like a respectful older gentleman will say to a younger woman or even probably not just a woman, I don't know, but I, I can just, I'll share this example in a minute. Like my queen, my princess, my love. And he's not saying it again in like a sexual way at all. It's like, Mirena, like it's just so much beautiful respect and love. Goodness, can you imagine if we went around? I mean, sometimes in the South, like the culture of the South, like, hey, honey, hey, darling, how are you doing? Can I get you something? Um, but to say like, hey, love, that's that's a little bit much, right? It's a little different for us. Or to be like, hey, princess, how you doing, princess? Or hey, hey, queen, you are such a queen. You know, and like maybe people that know each other and that are friends, but to have the lady at the grocery store be calling you that. And I've experienced that in the U.S., right? People from the South, they're just, they're warmer like that. And I love it. So that has been a fun one. The example I wanted to share with you was um, we had our, our house cleaner was cleaning our house when we in our first house that we were renting when we first got here. And she couldn't figure out how to unplug the drain in the bathtub. And so we have this this guy that, um, is like a helper for the owner of the home that we were renting. And he he's local and he lives here. And he happened to be at our house. And so she had asked him about it and he was showing it to her. And he showed it to her once and she was just not getting it. And he was so gentle. He's like, he's, he's like, mi reina, look, like this is how it is. My queen, like this is how it is. No, princesa, this, this, honey, this is how it is. Mi amor, like this, this is how it is. And it was not exacerbated. He was not like frustrated. He just was so patient with her. I'll tell you, um, the next thing I want to say is that treat things softly. 
I think I totally got messed up on my numbers, <laughs> but, um, this one kind of goes off of envelop your words with love, treat things softly. I remember I was getting a subway sandwich. They do have a subway here in one of the cities that we are nearby. And one time we stopped and I ordered this sandwich and I was like taken aback. He was making my sandwich and there were maybe a couple people in line behind me and he was being so gentle and so careful with the bread. Like he set it down gently. Then he gently placed the cheese on it. Then he gently placed the pickles. Can you, you guys all know, like if you go to a sandwich shop in the States, like you, they are like cooking. I mean, they're just like, boom, boom. They cut it. They put this, they throw this on it. Maybe they're not throwing it, but it is like aggressive and quite fast. And they don't do that here. That is so foreign to them. They're so just like con paciencia. They're just with so much patience and with softness. I remember this was actually in Chile, but similar right now we're in Central America. So Chile is more South America, but I remember, um, you guys, if you hear weird noises in the background, it's super windy outside and my windows are going crazy. So that's what that is. Um, but the, in Chile, like I remember we were sitting at dinner and they were like, can you pass me the, the butter knife? I guess it had gotten separated from the butter, or whatever. And so I, I, I grabbed it and I kind of like, you know how you can like toss things like, like we, I don't think maybe we don't even realize that we do this, but we kind of toss things a lot. So if maybe there's, you know, your husband's getting dressed and his shirt that he wants to wear is over by you and you're across the room. Um, and a shirt isn't really a good example, but we toss a lot of different things and it's really, really American. I remember I, I kind of tossed the, the, the piece of utensil she was asking for and the whole family was just like, huh. and then she like tossed it again. And like, they were laughing like, what you tossed it. They don't throw things like that. They take so much more care of things. They don't have as many things. I think a lot of times they live a lot more simply. Okay. The next thing I want to share, <laughs> we'll see if I have enough time to share all these. Um, I think this is the last thing I want to share. And then I want to go ahead and read the poem that I told you I would read you. I hope it is really inspiring for you and, and just sort of is great. So the last thing I want to share that I've learned here, both by practice and also just by the culture is living simply, live simply and see what happens. So that is something that we've done. We kind of knew we wanted to do that when we were getting ready to come here. And when we even conceived the idea of coming here, we were excited to go through our belongings and have garage sales. And it was painful to watch things be sold for a quarter of what we bought them for. Sometimes if that, and you know, in garage sales or posting things on Facebook marketplace. And so that was really painful. And it definitely put in check, like, I'm going to think three times or four times about something before I actually buy it and spend money on it and bring it into my physical presence in my home and spend time then taking care of it and managing it and not losing it. And if it breaks, repairing it, right? There's so much obligation that comes with every single thing we own. And yet we acquire things so readily and gosh, you know what I'm going to say when we went back to the States, we had been living here at that time. We got here in July and then we went back to the States for Thanksgiving in November. So July, August, September, October. So about four and a half months or so we'd been in Costa Rica. We had culture shock when we went back, granted black Friday and the holidays were all happening. And so it was like 
all on display. And one thing I love about the U S is that you can literally find anything you need. It's so amazing. There's so much availability. It's such a blessing. And we've missed that while we've been here and gosh, like it can be super overwhelming when you come from a really simple life. Um, whoa, it was like, whoa, we bought so many things almost out of this place of FOMO. And like I said, it was kind of black Friday season, which is, that's kind of a big part of it anyway. But then we came back and we really delved even deeper into this living simply and not getting wrapped up into the culture of status and comparing what car you drive or trying to keep up with a certain type. And frankly, there's part of me that honestly enjoys that and like wants to have that for just for me to like take care of me. But I shifted from really wanting that for others to I don't know, like try to be approved by others or seen as a certain way by others. And it's such a dishonest way of living with myself is what I realized. But anyway, I just, we dropped status. I, I have really um, let that go. We've let our kids since being here in Costa Rica wear stained clothes or, you know, clothes that have a hole in it or go to school without socks with their shoes or without shoes. Cause they couldn't find them, even though we, the school does request that we send them with shoes. So we always try to, but, um, we, a lot of times we didn't have a car and we would walk because our car is super junky. We bought it when we moved here and the parts are hard to find here in general, but then with the pandemic, it's been crazy. In fact, our car's in the shop right now and it's been there for like over a week and we've just been walking everywhere and we've paid for a couple of taxis if we've needed them. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. We've passed on outings, you know, to, to like save money. And it's been really cool to just be that person instead of always being the person that's like, yes, we'll do that. Trying to keep up with what your friends are doing or inviting you to like really just getting honest and living in an authentic way. Gosh. And I bet I'm going to get back to the States and like be eating all my words. <laughs> no, Um, we have some plans in place to try to keep that simplicity that we love. But anyway, I just want to offer to you to live simply and see what happens. Okay. And without further ado, I'm going to read you a poem that I wrote that I called it a love note to the medicine. This was something I wrote after receiving and sitting with, um, ayahuasca with a tribe of Peruvian, um, shaman and they, they are seriously amazing. And, um, I learned so much about just spirituality and living life in a ceremonial way and having a reverence and respect for life and for things and for the energy and for earth. And so I wrote this at that time and it kind of goes along with a lot of the things that I teach about healing and a lot of the things I talk about on the podcast, but I'm going to share this as a final thing and I will let you go. I hope you enjoy. The faces of the generations sit in her dust. The trees are her blood. The leaves are her lungs. The dirt, her flesh. The air, her breath. Our breath. Deep, ancient connections are awakening. Our ancestors are not sleeping. They are teaching, instructing. Old souls are waiting, watching for a time to touch you, to reach out. The time is now to be going inward, friends. 
what we are living in, the hell and the suffering, the unjust, relentless, and aggressive systems of enslavement with many faces are the result of the ego. The ego is the enemy. The ego is the enemy. No system that oppresses came here with the heart intact. Like in Moana, the heart of many of us have been removed, gone cold, and our concrete jungles have too. Your only refuge is your heart. Where you will find father, mother is in your heart. The mind speaks loudly in subtle mistruths, regurgitating information constantly, but the heart always speaks wisdom and truth. Always. Your mind is of this world. It identifies with this existence. Do you want this existence forever? Do you believe in your heart that you truly belong in this world? Or are you like me from another? Take courage. There will be laughing at you. There will be mocking of you. These are the echoes of the ego. These are the faces of a person without roots in their true being. These are the sounds of blindness. But see, woman, see through your eyes, but with your heart. See energy. See your light body. Learn of it. Ask for gifts of the realms from which we come. Practice the absence of thought, and there you will find relief. Their bloody anxiety cannot touch you. There you will find where it is that we can go for refuge. There you will find restoration of this earth, of your body, and of your true identity and calling. This This is the way we gather Israel. This is the way we are taken up at the last day. His name must be written on our hearts, in our hearts. He is in the heart, and so are you, the true you. I want to meet her, so does the earth. So go down, go inside of you, as deep as the ocean. Let each step be your own. You've got angels all around you. You will hear their messages if you're in your heart. Quiet your mind, be still, and know how to feel God even amidst the chaos. Safety is inside you. Safety is inside each one of us and is nowhere else. Nowhere else. Now is the time. Descend. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.